That night I had a dream. I drifted off thinking about happiness, birth, and new life. But now I was haunted by a vision of blah 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 blah. blah. He was horrible. I want to suck your blood. I also want to suck your twinkie. A man with all the powers of hell at his command. Oh, vision! Is this in 3D? No, but your face is. You could turn the day into night. Have a nice flight. And laid the waste to everything in his path. Chrissy, over by the wall. Bring me the big knife. It was especially hard on little things. Bring me the big knife. I'm gonna cut my throat. The helpless and the gentle creature. You mean my wife? He let the scorched earth in his wake be foul on even the sweet desert breeze that whipped across his brow. It's like unbeatable. I didn't know where he came from or why. I don't know if he would dream or vision. Welcome back to the unbearable weight of Nicolas Cage. I'm Luke. I'm Devin. And I'm Abby. And this week we're talking about Con Air. Snakes on a plane. A different movie and also song. I think they probably have some similar plot points. There is a plane involved and people getting murdered on a plane. Which I assume is sometime, somehow a plotline of Con Air. Like, I feel like you're in an airplane and some shit has to go down because how else could you have a movie about being in an airplane? They wouldn't make an airplane about... We put a bunch of criminals on an airplane and everything went 100% smoothly and they arrived to their destination with no problem. I actually don't think anyone dies on the plane. No. No, no, I think it's just people getting killed around the plane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now I have to posit whether I think they get killed on the plane while it's on the ground or whether we're like shoving people out the plane doors in mid-flight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you don't know much about, uh, I almost said Snakes on a Plane. Both classic films. Yeah, I saw that opening week, and I think I've mentioned before on this podcast how my MySpace still has Snakes on a Plane-themed HTML attributes, and none of them work anymore, or CSS attributes. Nice. But you're not familiar with the song! I don't remember the song. I remember very little about the movie, because it was at... Tim's 17th or 18th birthday party, whatever year it came out, because Friday night beforehand, it was a bunch of guys playing video games and staying up late, and then we went and saw the movie first thing Saturday morning. And it's been like over a decade and a half since that movie came out. It's been 14 years. Oh, I'm ready for it. Come on, bring it. I believe is how the song goes. It, it 100% is. Points yes. to Devin. Yes. Devin gets points. <laughs> I'm going to go with Con Air. The things I know about Con Air is we put a bunch of criminals on an airplane for some reason. And like I said, I do not believe that you can have an airplane movie where shit doesn't go wrong. I mean, that would be kind of boring if it wasn't. You can't have just like a average plane flight sponsored by Delta and American Airlines. Uh, well, Devin, when did you first see this movie? Um, in full? I don't know, sometime in high school, but bits and pieces way before then, because it's one of my dad's favorites. Ah, okay. I saw it in college because the web comic Homestuck referenced it a lot, and they finally got to an animation... And it was like, you know, I should probably watch this movie so I can get the references that they're constantly making. And I watched it, and it was really good. And then I was like, you know what? That movie was really good. I'm going to watch it again. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my dad has that VHS copy of it that we watched in college during uh, Nicolas Cage Marathon. Nice. Yeah. I remember some of the uh, Evil Dead marathons that we did at Matt Taylor's. Yes, those are good. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a fourth one. 
Oh, I guess the fifth one. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I never saw the remake. It was fine. Yeah. It oh, is better of... than you'd expect, but still not great. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that you were excited about, I have a question about uh, the Outer Worlds. Oh, yeah. So I'm stuck in a part in the, the game, and I just need ah. your advice. Did you buy it? Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, how do I live without you? I want to know. How do I get through one more night without you? I I did not actually find myself. That song is game. not on this soundtrack, sir. How do I live without you by Leanne Rhymes? That's what this movie made this song. Yes, yeah, Academy movie... Award nominee Leanne Rhymes from the hit film Con Air. <laughs> Con Air. <laughs> Wait, yeah. okay, I have a I have a very important serious question. Mm -hmm. Why does it say when you just Google Con Air that the film is known for including Sweet Home Alabama on the soundtrack? Uh, well, it also does. Also use Sweet Home Alabama. But I Google needs to rework its shit oh, if that, it that's... has a if it does not list the song that won the Grammy as the featured song it lists Sweet Home Alabama as the featured song. Yeah. Just just pointing that out. I mean, Google also on several occasions has the wrong Pokemon image for a Pokemon if you're trying to look up a Pokemon, so Google's not the end-all be-all. Those are such fucking completely different things. Google is an imperfect machine. Fix no. your Con Air featured song and fix all of the Pokemon information, Google. Shall I get right on that? Okay, uh, well, this is going to be a long movie and we are starting at our normal time, but that's going to get us to a later hour than we're used to, so do we just want to get this thing going? Devin, do you have yeah, any all the facts we need to know before starting? Now the good stuff, we'll talk about how great the cast and director and everything is after the film. Sounds mm -hmm. good. Alright, well, uh, get your plane tickets ready for boarding, because we're going to get on board. Con Air. I hate it so much. Devin? I would kick you if my if my ankle wasn't all fucked up. I would kick you. Devin, would you kick me? Is that a bad trip? Yes. Because of the transition or just in general? Yes. 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 <laughs> okay. I tried. We're back from Con Air, which still rocks. Abby, what are your thoughts? Yeah, that was pretty kick-ass. Yeah. Yeah, I hated his accent, but the movie itself was great. And he doesn't actually talk all that much, so it's fine. The accent was actually Cage's idea. Of course it fucking was. For you see, Nicholas when... Cage, and he's going to have an insane accent. But tell me well, of why. Of course. Yes, it's because he did not think Cameron Poe was a realistic type of a character when he was first written, so he decided to rework the character himself. Now, he didn't want it to be like weird that all of a sudden he could be such a kick-ass person, so he made him the army ranger. But then you wanted him to sympathize with why he would stay on the plane when he could easily get off to serve his own self-interest. So that is kind of why they played up the whole family man and made him like the southern guy. And as such, they also had him change the one prison guard to be a female prison guard so that as a southern gentleman, he would be there to protect the lady because that's what southern gentlemen do back in the 90s. Wait, so what was the character before he was reworked? Yeah, probably just like your... 
Bruce Willis, John McClane action star. Do you think I've seen Abby Die, Hard, seen Die Hard, Devin? That's fine. I mean, the movie itself is fine. I saw it once. Generic action hero. Generic action man. So, did he not have the backstory then? Not as such. Cage added most of it. I mean, this will probably be one of the very few times I say this on this podcast. Prop to Cage. Mm -hmm. Oh, agreed. That was very good. Why does this movie only have a 55% on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, Who knows? People didn't like the movie itself. Everyone loved the cast. Uh, Con Air won't win any awards for believability, and all involved seem cheerfully aware of it, making some of this blockbuster action outgoing's biggest flaws fairly easy to forgive. It also has a Except 50- Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert fucking knew what was up. <laughs> it has a 52% on Metacritic somehow. It's... It's, like, kind of dumb and over-the-top, but in a way that is endearing for it. Because we get to see shitty cops. Hell yeah. Uh, we get a eclectic group of character actors. And like, what a fucking cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get, like, a wild range of just good-to-evil scales in here. As I mentioned to Luke, I bet working on the effects team for this movie fucking kicked ass since it was 1997 and they weren't doing a bunch of CGI yet. You got to blow so much shit up. Oh, definitely. Oh, I mean, like, the what's it called? The, uh, the casino they crashed into was an actual casino that was going to be demolished. They what? crashed an actual plane into that. <laughs> And they knew they only had one shot, so they had like 15 cameras to film it from all the different angles. Wow. And then they also had the red carpet opening on the strip with a model of the plane. I mean, that makes perfect sense. You should do that if you're going to have a movie about a fucking plane heist. Mm -hmm. Also, people do get shot on the plane. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. No, there's quite a few. I forgot about this. Yeah, I, I did too. I had not seen this, I think, since the time that I watched it twice in one day. My roommate watched it about a year ago, and I caught the tail end of it, but I didn't see the Again. parts where they died. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Because the part that I always remembered was Dave Chappelle, but it's just like, but that's a technicality. Yeah. I'm kind of glad we didn't have to deal with his character for the entirety of the movie. No. He played his part and he played it well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which was a lot of his 90s parts because he was also the asshole stand-up comedian in The Nutty Professor. Oh yeah, he was. So, okay, I my, I, my thinking is that since the rest of the shitheads who beat up Poe in the beginning of the movie ran away... That they decided that they couldn't believe his wife, who would obviously lie for him about the fact that the attack was self-defense. So that they were just like, no, you're just, you killed this guy. Yeah, but to me he's military and they like, and everyone weirdly respects the military too much and they would have let him off for that. Yeah, there's no way a court in the South would... Convict him for an army ranger self defense. And again, and for me, there was a knife. The second there's a knife, like yeah. all of that gets thrown out the the window. If they had done something like, "Oh, he's the son of a governor," I think that might have made more sense, but it also would have complicated things. Yeah, it was a drunken hick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a very drunken hick. Like what? What was that? idea like this lady who's obviously reuniting with her husband for the first time in a very long time is just going to want to go home with my incredibly drunken self and i believe this enough that i'm going to follow them out and attack this guy god white men suck just like categorically the fucking worst because the amount of balls that that guy had no matter how fucking drunk he was is just Fucking nuts. Hell yeah. We Hell suck, yeah. Devin. 
so much fucking hubris. Mm-hmm. Oh. But yeah, it is a cinematic tour de force. I had forgotten about Cole Meany's asshole and also John Cusack. You forgot about John Cusack? I hadn't seen this since college, which is now like almost a decade ago. Like 40 years ago? Yeah, that's weird, dude. Mm -hmm. Luke is 57 years old. Yep. (laughs) I went to college a year early. I'm very smart. Oh. Yeah, so that was very good. Devin, I have an important tangential question for you. Sure. Would you replace all of Joan Cusack's roles with John Cusack? Or do you think it would work better if you replaced John Cusack with Joan Cusack and everything he's been in? Uh, I love John Cusack, so I would put him in place of all of Joan's roles. Fair. Except for modern John Cusack. I met him last year. He is not the world's nicest man. Oh no, what happened? He's a, yeah, he's just very... Oh, he was at a con and I wanted his autograph, ah, which okay. I got. But it's he He is a man who is very clearly just there for the money. Fair. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean... Or like I said something too many times, just like ignored it, signed it, and then... Just like, oh, you're one of those. I mean... Yeah, if you could make $20,000 in a single weekend, mostly in cash, so you don't need to record it, uh, go for it. What, what show was he at? He was at our... GalaxyCon. Um, huh. Yeah, but you could still be super nice about it, because that's also where I met Mitch. Mitch, nicest man. Also, Jerry Gergich, all he is actually the nicest man. Oh, yeah, I, I'd buy it. Every single, like, comic artist, as I was, like, getting, like, stuff from them signed, they have, like, behind their stuff, like, all their merch and such. Almost every single one of them had a picture of them with Jerry Gergich. Beautiful. John Cusack is worth $50 million. Why the hell is he doing signings at cons? It's... Like $20,000 for working a weekend, where all you have to do is sit behind a table for, like, the eight hours that it's open, and for that you can be away. Garbage bag of money. Like, that's why a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, no, I'll go and do a CWTV show. Mm-hmm. It's easier than doing a movie. And they also, like, pay for your trip out there. But proportionally to his net worth, it is no money at all. So if you are not going to enjoy it, I'm sorry, I am not a millionaire, so I cannot uh, understand this decision. Well, if you don't mind me asking, how much was Cusack charging? 80. Okay, so that's more than like a lot of people would charge. So if you've got 100 people who come, that's like $8,000, but you're likely going to get more than that if you can sign 50 an hour at 80 dollars a pop for eight hours let's do calculator math because they didn't give us any prices this time yeah i don't think he had he did not really have a huge line when i was there there uh if you get about 50 people an hour for eight hours at 80 bucks a pop that's thirty two thousand dollars it's more if he just doesn't seem like a happy person in general. Okay, that I would believe. Mm-hmm. Given his more recent body of work, I would believe that. All he does is direct to DVDs. <laughs> 80s and 90s Cusack definitely seems much happier than present day Cusack. Oh, 100%. There's a lot of and he else, And he also hates Conair. That's a bummer. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think he hates the movie poster that I got him to sign too, but <laughs> from, all, from all I've gathered, he doesn't like a lot of his movies. So he's more of what you... I think, I feel like Cage has to enjoy a lot of the movies that he makes. Oh, 100%. I yeah. think he likes most, if not all. Because for the most part, it's he can just do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, Cusack has made a lot of weird ones. Like, I totally forgot about that movie, Igor. 
where he played Igor or the Raven. Oh yeah, where he was Edgar Allan Poe solving oh, mysteries. I saw that. That movie was bad. But he was in the Paperboy, where Nicole Kidman does pee on Zac Efron. He was also in both of the Hot Tub Time Machines. Oh no, he was only in. He was only a cameo in the second one. Yeah. Yeah. She liked Hot Tub Time Machine. I enjoyed the first one. I never saw the second one. I have seen one, well, now two, Cusack films. What? I'm sorry, three. I have seen three Cusack films, including What? I have seen Must Love Dogs and America's Sweethearts. Have you seen Sixteen Candles? No. That was, and that was a, that was a small part. No, uh, I have seen like part of Sixteen Candles. So that's four. You haven't seen Say Anything? No. I haven't seen Say Anything. You well, that's a mistake. You haven't seen Being John Malkovich? Malkovich, no. Malkovich, Malkovich? Nope. You haven't seen Better Off Dead, which is the movie I got him to sign the poster of that he hates? I have not. I have seen America's Sweethearts, and I fucking love America's Sweethearts, even though it is a trash movie. You haven't seen 1408 about the haunted hotel room? I saw that. That was only okay. <laughs> Abby would have not seen 1408. That was. You didn't see Gross Point Blank? That's also a good one. You didn't see 2012? The movie about the mega disasters caused by global warming? I actually did not see that either. I saw that on 4th uh, yeah, of July week, and I was going to say it came out in 2012, and it's like, nope, it came out in 2009. No, I... So... I did look up both. I looked up Malkovich, um, Buscemi, and Cusack's discography or filmography, and I have seen the most Buscemi films just because he's done a lot of voice acting more recently. Mm-hmm. And his fantastic work in the '90s and mid 2000s with acclaimed actor Adam Sandler, right? Such as Billy Madison. No. <gasps> That's a classic. That's the one about yeah, the millionaire. He's in Armageddon. I've not seen Armageddon. He was in The Wedding Singer? Nope. Oh, yeah, he's in Big Lebowski. Okay, I've seen Big Lebowski. He's that the inspiration okay. for Sanji from One Piece. Fucking One Piece. Mr. Deeds? Nope. Oh, I posted the images to the wrong Facebook messenger. What about Airheads? Airheads, that's a classic right there. I have not seen Airheads. I haven't either. Oh, you should. It's Brendan Fraser, Buscemi, and Sandler in a band together. Ghost World! terrible. As they take over uh, Joe Mantegna's radio station and hold him hostage to play their demo reel. You're talking about Fat Tony? Yeah. You're talking about the dad from Joan of Arcadia? Yes. My mom liked that show. He was also in like 10 seasons of Criminal Minds most recently. Criminal Minds are watching yeah. you. They see your every move. What about Grown Ups 2? I have no idea what that is. It's the sequel it's the to sequel Grown Ups. <laughs> Okay, I thought Devin said Growing Up Stew. Oh, no. Grown Ups 2. Oh, no. I've not seen Grown Ups or Grown Ups 2. Oh, yes, the werewolf in the the Hotel Transylvania franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Those are things I have seen Buscemi in. Those are good movies. Monsters, Inc. and Monsters University. Oh, yeah. Things like that. I think he was also in at least one Spy Kids. Yes, he's in the second one. Yes. He's the Spy Kids. And I think he had a cameo in one of the other ones. Yeah. And you know who else was also in this movie and Spy Kids? Danny Trejo. Super young-looking Danny Trejo, even though he's actually like 45. Yeah. Really? Because, yeah, oh, Danny Trejo's like 75. Correction, I stand corrected. 76. Oh, so actually, no, he would have been 52 when this movie was made. Shit! His career started really late with Mariachi. Yeah. 
that's because he understands how to play a prisoner really well because he was almost on death row. Mm-hmm. And then Robert Rodriguez said, hey, this guy is intense. He draws your attention to him. I want to eventually make a movie series with him called Machete. And we've only had two Machete movies. Yeah. I think it's Malkovich who I've seen the least films of. That's believable. I feel like, yeah, I was going to say, I feel like that's unsurprising. Um... He He has a very eclectic film. Actually, no, that's actually kind of a little surprising because he has such an eclectic filmography that I feel like somehow you would have hit more of him. I'm up to 2014 and I'm at well, two. You didn't see Velvet Buzzsaw from last year? (laughs) Oh yeah, it was The Judge and the uh, Ted Bundy film from last year. Okay, I'm at two. And, well, not including Conair. I have seen The Penguins of Madagascar. And I saw a part of that movie. I felt The Man in the Iron Mask. I did not see that movie. Really? That's or no, I've seen parts of it on TV. It's a Your really didn't watch movie. Of Mice and Men? Nope. You didn't see Warm Bodies? Nope. That's the Zion and Juliet. That was one of those ones I was like, oh, I should I should watch this movie, but I've never actually gotten around to watching it. It was fine. Oh, yeah, he was in that Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I, You know yeah, how whatever. I feel about Hitchhikers. Mm-hmm. Is it bad? It's very bad. Yeah, team up with Abby. <laughs> I had a... My 10th grade, or my 11th grade English teacher was, like, going through a perpetual life crisis for about seven years because my sister had to read the exact same books. So Mm -hmm. he read out loud Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and Don Quixote back-to-back, and I hate this man so much, and his voices were so terrible that he has ruined both of those books for me just by being a complete, miserable, middle-aged fuck. Interesting. You haven't seen Shadow of the Vampire about the making of Nosferatu and how they had to hire an actual vampire played by Willem Dafoe? <laughs> but yeah, so that's why I never... You didn't see s- the train wreck that was the Aragon movie that completely ruined the franchise? I don't know what Aragon is. Aragon is a high schooler got his book published by his parents' publishing company and it's Hell yeah. literally just Star Wars... But instead of sci-fi fantasy, it's just dragons and shit. Was that the dragon movie? Uh-huh. Shit. I'm, like, vaguely aware of this. Uh, Aragon, the first book, was great. Devin, would you take the sewer bunny from your father who you've never met before? He was also bleeding a lot, so probably not. <laughs> yeah, that kid it was rightfully horrified. With, like, I have to take this rabbit. I have to be between these two people when I get hugged. But then he goes up and hugs Dad, so it's all good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would not... Like, I, I completely understand the symbolism of the bunny. I would have just grabbed some of the cash and gone into, like, one of the wrecked um, gift shops and just taken something and left some cash on the counter. Okay, so, if you were Cameron Poe, you would have done this. For a second, I thought you were saying, if you were the six-year-old <laughs> child meeting your father for the first time, instead of accepting the gift, you would have left your mother, gone through the twisted burning wreckage, into the gift No, if I was Cameron Poe, that's what I would have done. I would have let the gross sewer bunny go. The reason why it was in Homestuck is one of the kids, one of the main characters, gifts another person the bunny, and the bunny gets stolen. And so there's a long sequence that ended with them re... Put the bunny in the box? Yes. And also doing an animation for this webcomic and putting How Can I Live Without You done on ukulele, I think. Interesting. 
Yeah. It was really good payoff, but it's also one of those things where I have no desire to go back and read it because it just became really unwindy. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, I just read all 93 current volumes of One Piece. But what about Ving Rhames movies? I don't think I have ever seen a Ving Rhames movie. You didn't see Mission Impossible? Nope. (gasps) Cobra Bubbles from Lilo and Stitch. Okay. I have seen potentially one Ving Rhames movie. You didn't see Piranha 3D? (laughs) (laughs) Or the better... Well, not the better sequel, but the equally as good sequel, Piranha 3DD. What? Uh, He had a cameo in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Did he? Yeah. He was Charlie 27 at Mm -hmm. the very end where they also put in uh, What's-Her-Name-Is. the. Yeah. yeah. You ever seen Pulp Fiction? Nope. Yeah, that's about all I got. Well, it was yeah. the Down the Dead the remake. The one actual good Zack Snyder movie. Surprisingly. I don't like it. Fast Zombies. But yeah, he has been Cobra Bubbles. Okay. So I have seen two Vin Rames films. Mm-hmm. And I'm checking because I don't remember if he also... Yep, no, he also continued voicing Cobra Bubbles in the series. I wasn't sure if he had gotten replaced. I did not see Leroy in Stitch, though. You didn't see the 2006 pilot for Aquaman that Devin and I covered last year? I don't feel like that dignifies a response. How many... Uh, Danny Trejo movies have you seen, though? How many Spy Kids movies have you seen? Just one and two. Well, we can just run the series and include Machete in those. (laughs) Well, we actually will have to watch something that is sort of related to that. Because at some point we will have to watch the trailer for Werewolf Women of the SS. That's right. Christ. Where Nicolas Cage plays Fu Manchu. Oof. Oof. Yeah. No. We're going in such a... I have enjoyed the last two movies we saw, Devin. Please don't... To be fair, it's, it's a... Th- it's a three... Like, a three-minute clip. Because it's a fake trailer. Yeah. And it is very much done in a parody style, where it's not quite as bad. Yeah, I mean, that is a question. Would we need to watch all of Grindhouse... Or just the trailer? I would just say just the trailer. Okay, I mean, we could probably just do a page clip show special. Yeah. Uh, you could watch all those weird uh, Japanese commercials, too. You've seen Anchorman? No. Oh. Oh. Did we not discuss earlier that I... No, that wasn't Will Ferrell. Who don't I like? I, I forget which person you don't like. Because he came up when we were t- watching Detroiters because uh, Mort Krim was the inspiration for Ron Burgundy. Yeah, I've never seen Anchorman. Okay. I just like have seen enough like clips and memes and shit that I kind of know what's it about. Hey, Devin, uh, you're familiar with like the White Stripes discography, right? Yes. Uh, remember the song uh, Little Acorns? Yeah. Where it has the news report in front of it? Mm-hmm. The news report is done by Mort Krim, who was the real-life inspiration for Ron Burgundy, who was in the TV show Detroiters. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Also, hot take. Anchorman's good. It's, it's one of those things that definitely got burnt out. I I'm forgot dead. there was a top underappreciated Will Ferrell film, Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Oh. I have not seen that one. We also discussed earlier today how I have not seen Walk Hard. I've seen bits of that one on Comedy Central. Probably enough to watch the have watched the entire thing, but. 
So I've actually seen more Danny Trejo movies than Bing Rhames films or... John Let me say, Dan, Danny Trejo's oh, also yeah. made like five million films. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Danny Trejo. He likes to show up in things that... Yeah, uh, exactly. That's what puts it into three because I have seen Spy Kids, Muppets Most Wanted, and Dora the Explorer. I liked Dora the Explorer. That was great. Yeah, it was very good. I was a little disappointed, though, that Boots did not talk more. Yes, that was very sad. And the Django Fett was just lackey number two. That was sad. That means nothing to Abby. He's a good actor who just played one of the henchmen. Fair. Well, he was in Star Wars. I actually super... I would watch Con Air again. Mm-hmm. Nice. Happily. Well, then you'll Maybe. be enjoying when we hit that, like, mid-90s cage because it's... I'm not sure if any of them are quite quite as over-the-top as this one, but there are a lot of, like, over-the-top, like, cage action films. I mean, I enjoy... Again, I enjoy national treasure because it's just kind of a dumb movie with a lot of action where he doesn't necessarily talk a lot and i mean face off is literally a movie where two guys have their faces swapped yeah oh i mean face off's great the rock is great snake eyes is do we see their faces getting skinned and sewn onto the other person's face yes i mean it's not it's not sewn it's like with lasers Okay. Is it, like, super visceral? I don't think so. Okay. I can deal, then. So, uh, I guess, do we want to figure out how we're going to uh, pick up the next movie that we watch? I mean, we could just watch National Treasure since it got the second amount of votes from the poll, and then we could just watch Guarding Tess. Because I think we're all enjoying not having to watch the heavier cage films right now. Uh, I can accept that, Devin. I'm fine with that. Alright, well, next week then, National Treasure 1. The true national treasure is friendship. Oh, this was also the director of this movie, Simon West. This was his first film. Look at him knocking it out of the damn park. Seriously? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's insane. Also, he must have been super connected because this was a very expensive movie to make. Let's see. Let's do the inflation and see how much this movie would cost. His Wikipedia is wild because it's early life and then Lara Croft and then later work and then filmography. Yeah. Yeah, but he also justified it, though, because it did make $224 million in 90s money, which is, like, crazy amount now. Yeah. yeah. And he did have a background directing commercials and music videos. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. No, I didn't put enough zeros in there. That's how Lara Croft. It was fine. Oh shit, that's why it's so expensive. I accidentally did 1913 to 2000 to 2020 and I was like, why does this say this would cost almost 2 billion dollars to make? Well, it probably cost a t- I, I'm actually surprised 75 is the budget just because with that cast, I assumed it would cost it would about 120 million to make today. Just because Cage, Cusack, and Malkovich were kind of all in their prime right then. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, yeah. He also did Expendables 2, which is also a classic film. And Stolen, which also stars Nicolas Cage, which is not a classic. <laughs> Where Nicolas Some... Cage makes his version of Taken. Oh, 
Apparently, How Do I Live was nominated for both the Best Original Song Academy Award and the Razzie Award for the Worst Original Song, which sounds dumb. Nah, the Razzies are kind of stupid like that sometimes, I feel. Razzies are dumb. Do you know what song it lost to? 1997? Mm-hmm. I want to say My Heart Will Go On? Yes. Trivia! Yeah. Nice. I mean, it's kind of a... Oh, it was also up against uh, Go the Distance from Hercules. I was trying to think of what Disney song it would be against. I mean... I would do, I would say out of the three of those, Go the Distance is the best. You got some Bolton there for you. Well, also, Journey to the Past from Anastasia. And Miss Misery from Goodwill Hunting, which I have not seen, but I've seen everything I need to know about Goodwill Hunting from Dogma? Or no, yeah. no, James Island. James Island Bob's right back. Yeah. Also, I can't say I recall that Anastasia song at all. Nope. Yeah. I mean, the real bops were in the Bartok spinoff movie. I don't think I ever saw the Bartok spinoff movie. Mm-hmm. It, it was, like, straight to DVD. It somehow yeah, no, I know. It. Yeah, talking about Bartok the Magnificent. Hell Yeah. How uh, many Cole Meany movies, though, have you seen, Abby? Who is this? Uh, he is the Dick DEA agent with Cole Meany. Super Snazzy Car. I heard Cool Meany. He is a Cool Meany. Mm-hmm. He was on Star Trek, The Next Generation, and Choo Choo Racism Railroad. Let's see. Pulling up his filmography now... He's also in Layer Cake. That was a good movie. What? Layer Cake? Oh, I thought you said Blader Cake. No. Layer Cake. Oh, get him to the Greek. I enjoyed that movie. I have not seen that movie. It was a movie where my biggest complaint was some of the sound mixing could have been better. I saw that like three times just because it was out during college and movies were cheap. I saw Get Him to the Greek, and then afterwards immediately went to see uh, Human Centipede. That's it. Christ! I feel like you did that in the wrong order. I feel like you could have used a brain cleanse after seeing Human Centipede. Probably. In the meantime, when I was waiting for Human Centipede to start, but after Get Him to the Greek, I had a few minutes to kill. So I walked into the ending of... uh, Last Airbender. Oh god, that was that was all I needed to see. You just had a crazy week movie day. I have seen this is the only movie I've ever seen Cole Mimi in. I've also the only other movie that I've seen him in is Dick Tracy. Though I mean, we'll also get to my wild The Last Airbender viewing experience when we get to Sorcerer's Apprentice. Sorcerer's Apprentice is a great film. I remember very little of it. Is that just a remake of the scene from Fantasia? No. Nick Cage is a wizard who tries to teach another kid how to use magic powers and there's a dragon. Hell yeah. Why isn't that just a remake of the scene from Fantasia? I feel like that's all you need. It's something called Sorcerer's Apprentice. I mean, there is a reason why Haunted Mansion isn't just waiting in line and watching the paintings go and it's like oh i thought these were nice paintings but these people are going to die and then you go on the ride but you don't want to go on the ride because you're like seven and you're having a rough time processing so you end up asking your parents you've never been to disney world mm-hmm. you're the one in florida yes yes i have you told me you hadn't no i haven't been to the one in california disneyland no you told me you'd never been to disney world I get them confused because they're Disneyland Disney is the bad one. That's in California. I was under the impression that you'd never been to a Disney park. 
No, I've only been once uh, when we went down to Florida for my grandpa's like 95th birthday. Nice. And it was also around the time of my birthday, and that was a Thanksgiving that I had spaghetti for dinner because I didn't give a shit about turkey. I truly thought you hadn't been to a Disney park. I mean, it's been like 20 years. It would have been 23 years. Actually, it would have been 40. What did I say? <laughs> it would have been 49 years, technically. Damn, Luke. <laughs> uh, confusing numbers bits. So, yes, everybody should watch Con Air. It is good. There are lots of explosions. Mm-hmm. He's really, a good man. If we really wanted to get into a per- pointless uh, time segment argument, we could just go and rank all the movies we'd watched so far, but I don't think that would be worth it. You know what? The only two that matter are Honeymoon in Vegas and Con Air. <laughs> so far, those are the only ones anybody should waste their time watching. Well... Based on the sort of scale that we have from generally liking Honeymoon in Vegas to really liking Con Air, obviously the next one that we'll just have so much fun through the entire time is leaving Las Vegas. Okay, I read like six synopses in a row. I apologize if I toggled back and forth too quickly on Wikipedia pages. Oh yeah, that was weird when you recommended that one. (laughs) We were were debating what movie to watch, and Abby suggested... Only a fun cage movie that's happy where everyone's going to have a good time. Uh. I thought it said it was a (laughs) rom-com. Well, when a broken-down alcoholic loves a sex worker played by Elizabeth Shue, hijinks ensue. I mean, Elizabeth Shue is always a good time. She was great in Hamlet, too. She's also in Piranha 3D. (laughs) I really liked her in the second and third. Um, Back to the Future movies. Is she? Yeah, she plays Jenny. Not Jenny. The girlfriend. Oh, okay. Jenny! Places the original actress in the second two movies. Oh. So she spends most of the second one passed out in the DeLorean. Nice. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Conair is great. Don't give your children sewer bunnies. Okay. Well, if you would like to give our listeners something, can you give where people can find you online? Oh, yeah. Simon West wants to make a sequel. Thoughts. Oh, to Con Air? Yes. How uh, would you do that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I want to see how he does it. I'm, I'm curious how he would do it because he was like trying to put a feeler out of Cage, and if Cage was interested... That he tried to round up the rest of the original cast. I feel like Cage and it's just is... like, but ninety percent of them die in the film, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, really, it would just be oh, Kim Cusack and Buscemi, Buscemi, but I don't really feel like bringing him back is good. I mean, no, the fact that he got away scot free is just kind of like, what the fuck? It's supposed to be funny. <laughs> I've got it. I've got it. Ushemi has used his amazing skills as a gambler to make a massive empire. And on the 20th, 30th anniversary of it, he's on his deathbed. So he decides he is going to, uh, he's taken over all of the prison industrial complex. He is going to fly planes full of criminals into every city. And so Nicolas Cage and John Cusack have to team up. To land all the planes and stop the evil scheme. Is it that rude movie is not happening. That I feel both Cusack and Cage literally look so worn down as human beings at this point in time that no matter how much they work out or how much makeup you put on them, 
They are not believable as action heroes at this point in time. Mm. Uh, here's what I would say to that. Cusack, correct, but he also was not ever really the action hero in this movie. He was okay. kind of just there. I no, mean, no, actually, no. Cage is still in pretty good shape. Yeah, I'm thinking about, like, Cage and Mom and Dad, and he was ready to throw shit down. Yeah. He just has such a sad face now. Nick Cage just looks tired all the fucking time. I would also say with that, it depends on the film. <laughs> or, like, even the picture. Mm -hmm. Fair. But yeah, I don't know how you would do, like, I could see, I don't think anybody should do a remake of this film, mostly because it would suck so much, because it would all just be CGI. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I don't know how, I mean, even a sequel would be mostly CGI, which would also fucking blow. So I don't know how you do a sequel, because, like, we are led to believe that Cameron Poe is now going to lead this completely virtuous life. So unless it's like, oh yeah, he just became a prison guard. So now he's just thwarting it from the inside of this prison transfer as a guard or a federal agent of some kind. Or, or you get into the diehard problem where, like, here Cameron Poe is relatable, he's human, he gets hurt. Mm -hmm. Like, his arm gets messed up. But one of the things that happened with later Die Hard movies is they kept having to put him into scenarios and he kept getting stronger and stronger. So pretty soon it was, yeah, he was getting messed up, but he wasn't getting hurt. He wasn't really having any actual issues he had to get through. And yeah, I feel like it would be very He's easy. He's not an everyday action hero anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just feel like there's no way to get him back on the plane without making him either a cop. Yeah, you just have to make him a cop of some kind. Or prisoners hijack a plane that he is on. Snakes on a try plane! And get away. I mean, yeah, I'd watch Snakes on a Plane again if Nicolas Cage was in it. Him and Sam Jackson teaming up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, which for me, that's the team up. That where has that been? I, I feel that. like those two together would be great. Yeah, would, you could make a better Die Hard three. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we do get another uh, team up of Cusack and Cage later on. Mm -hmm. Can I just say I forgot who Keanu Reeves was earlier today or like yesterday? And was wondering why we hadn't suggested watching The Lake House. Because I had like a three minute period where I truly believed that Nicolas Cage was in The Lake House. Well, and now you're also interested in watching Point Blank. Or Point Break. Point Break. Oh, Point Break came up on Lovesick. Oh, I mean, like, no. It's, it's, okay, Devin, would you say that Point Break is like Con Air? Uh, I mean, kind of. It's just got more extreme sports for whatever reason. It's about extreme sports, and I mean, it's more. It's about Keanu Reeves being an undercover agent. Okay. For me, I it's if you're going to do a Keanu Reeves comparative movie, I would say it is more of a speed. But yeah. Yeah, I don't think they should attempt to make a sequel or remake this movie. Unless they gave it like a $300 million budget and were like, just blow up more planes. Devin Hell just yeah. solved the problem. By mentioning speed, you do the speed two, where this time it's not Con Air, it's Con C. And if they can get mm. to... Uh, non-government-controlled waters, they're going to be able to get free. And it's supposed to be just a basic cruise. Well, that would do it if you could also get it where uh, you have Willem Dafoe as the bad guy in the sequel. Yeah. He can have a beard. I don't know what yeah. Willem Dafoe's face looks like. He can replace uh, Malkovich as a good villain. Mm-hmm. He has that good, like, character-actor intensity. 
Mm-hmm. God, I love Willem oh, Dafoe. Oh, that's Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. The Green Goblin. Okay. The Green Goobler. Yeah. Okay. The the death of Cyrus was just so insane. <laughs> oh, where there's like four different deaths. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. I wasn't expecting this. Like, what's that weird crushing thing just doing, like, in the middle of the Vegas Strip? Right? Like- <laughs> well, and it's, like, he gets the spear through his leg, he gets stuck up on the ladder, he gets taken through a skywalk, he falls through electric cables, and then he lands under a smasher thing. Like, yeah. that's a sideshow bomb. The only thing I could think of is that it's a very weird oil drill in the middle of the Vegas Strip. It's one of those things that the crushes rocks. Mm-hmm. It's a holdover from the times of Viva Las Vegas. Yeah. Or Viva Rock Vegas. Though oh. Cyrus the Virus does have my favorite line of the film, though. And what is that, Devin? Uh, when they're being betrayed, or rather when the person who betrayed them was tr- uh, begging Cyrus to spare him as uh, his plane is on fire. And he says his the first part of his name, Sai, and then Malkovich interrupts with Inara, and then bam. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, also, Abby was very happy that Baby O survived. Yes. He had that Baby O survive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And did you think for a minute that Steve Buscemi killed that little girl? Oh, the first time I definitely remember thinking that. Yeah, definitely. What a weird... Buscemi's character just didn't make... much sense. Like, it wasn't... He was just kind of a weird add-on in a lot of ways. Like, he didn't he was. drive the plot in any significant way, and it was just kind of like, we have this weird... Like, it was like, they wanted someone who they could drag out in, like, full Hannibal Lecter gear, mm-hmm. and then they were kind of like, okay, now we just have to deal with Steve Buscemi for the rest mm-hmm. of the movie. I think it does a job of saying, hey, these people who are in charge, they're crazier and they're more evil than this crazy evil guy who we have. Yeah. Who can be reformed. That's fair. By playing tea with a little girl. And singing. He's got the whole world in his hands. Yes, you know. Which is such a great moment of them when the plane goes down. Mm-hmm. Yes. As everybody knows, gospel songs cure everything. Mm-hmm. And that also shows with him, too, it's just a whole he is... You can be super subtle. That's how you get away. Like, everyone sees Cyrus speeding off in that uh, fire engine. Yeah. Where all Buscemi does is just toss on, like, a jacket, and then he just is playing, like, gambling for the rest of the night. Fair. Well, we should probably wrap this up now since we're almost hitting an hour of post-show convo. Hell yeah. To be fair, the pre-combo was like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So, Devin, where can you be found online? Uh, you can find me online at Fred Fett, that's F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T, and Luke, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at, at Coltreg, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. Abby, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Adamon, that's at A-B-B-N-O-N-Y-O-M-O-U-S. Uh, this is part of the uh, Patreon where you don't need to subscribe or pay any money to listen to it, but if you want to throw a few bucks, that helps. Or we now have a feed that is slowly syndicating out to all the networks for the Luke Hare Podcast Project. Uh, If you enjoy the show, let us know. Feel free to reach out to... My Twitter is probably the easiest, um, unless you want to say things behind my back, in which case go and message... Devin or Abby. Uh, Thank you again for listening to this. We'll be back on in two more weeks to cover National Treasure. But the real National Treasure is you. Oh. The Declaration of Independence.
This is the last episode of this podcast. It is. Thank you for listening. We are sorry. And look forward to our new spinoff podcast, You Can Ving My Bell, our Ving Rames podcast, where we cover the career of Ving Rames. All right, we're talking about Prada 3D next week. Let's go. It's got Elizabeth Shue. It's got uh, Doc Brown's in it. Uh, Paul Shears in it. Jerry O'Connell. Adam Scott's in the first one. Sure, why not? Yeah. All right. A lot of people get eaten. Well, uh, I'm going to say that we can catch you on the flip mode. Peace.